the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to now the alum of Arizona State University, Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I recently graduated earlier this week, and I am now in need of a full-time job, so please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And as always, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. I love to eat one before I do a podcast because it gives me that little extra energy I need to get through this and bring all the energy I need to you guys so we can have a great podcast. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, Use code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. That's code LOCKEDON as the promo code. Excuse me. For today's show, we got another another what-if edition. And today we're talking about Brandon Webb, the, the storied pitcher for the D-backs, whose career came to a pretty unceremonious end, so we'll talk about him but first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, as I mentioned before, on today's show, we're talking about the what-if career of Brandon Webb, what could have been as he was one of those guys that came out the gate super hot to start his young career, but then didn't last too long, only seven years under his belt in the major leagues before he called it quits. So let's jump right into it and start with the sum of Brandon Webb's backstory. Brandon Webb is a... was such a fan favorite here when he played for the D-backs. He started his career off with a bang with, when he uh, debuted in 2003 against New York. He outdueled Tom Glavine to or Glavine, excuse me, to start his career with uh, seven scoreless innings and ten strikeouts. So a great uh, debut for him in his rookie season. He finished with an ERA of 284. He went 10-9, so he had a pretty phenomenal rookie year. He had a pretty phenomenal debut, and we knew from the jump how good he was going to be. He was 24 years old when he made his debut. He finished that season third in the Rookie of the Year voting in 2003. If you want to know who finished ahead of him in that 2003 NL Rookie of the Year voting, Dontra Willis took home the award with Scott Pesednik. Finishing number two, and I think we can say that Brandon Webb was actually probably a better player than both those guys, but Brandon Webb, he had his great debut against the Yankees. He had a great rookie season, and then his sophomore season was a little bit more of a struggle. He battled control during the season. He led the league in losses, actually, with 16, and he led the league in wild pitches with 17. But if you could make a defense for Brandon Webb, it was that his defense behind him 
was, was pretty bad that year. I mean, if you look up the middle, Alex Cintron and Scott Harrison were his middle defenders, and the team was pretty terrible. But even though, even though he led the league in losses and wild pitches, he still had a solid ERA, 3-5-9. So he didn't have a great team. He didn't have a great defense uh, around him, but he still had a pretty good season, even though he led the league in losses. I think a lot of that goes into the team around you sometimes, your win-loss record. But leading the league in wild pitches and walks, it doesn't help either. So he definitely battled control in his second year. But then we take a look to his third season. He improved a lot. He even earned himself a contract in his third season. $28 million to Brandon Webb in his third year. And his third year was pretty solid as well. He only went 14 and 12, but another 3-5 year array. Uh, his walks went from 119 to 59 still led the league in wild pitches but you love to see those walks go down tremendously and he actually saw an uptick in innings pitch from 208 to 229 so we know he's moving in the right direction and then it all culminated in 2006 when brandon webb actually took home the cy young award he had 16 wins which actually led the league that season uh he had three shutouts only 50 walks and he had arguably the best sinker in baseball. He was really a, a ground ball kind of pitcher that could, you know, he could muster up the strikeouts to 178 during this season. So it wasn't like he was uh, he was some guy that was only getting ground balls. He could get some strikeouts too. The sinker just made it that much more deadly and effective of a pitch. You know, he could strike you out as well. 2007 saw him continue as an ace, and the team was even better around him. The The D-backs in 2007 made it all the way to the NLCS and won the division in this season. And they were one of the youngest teams in the in baseball at the time, so it was a great year for the D-backs. It, it was the only time they've won the championship or, or been to the NLCS since they won the World Series and a very young squad this year. So they were a team that was on the up and up. You had guys like uh, Paul Goldschmidt was still on this team. You even had a uh, uh, Stephen Drew, who was only 24. You had a Mark Reynolds, who was 23. A Connor Jackson, who was 25. Chris Young, 23. Carlos Quinton, 24. Just young guys all around this team. And they were, they really made a run this year. They really, uh, took the baseball world by storm and Brandon Webb was a big part of that because again, he was just being, he was just a dominant pitcher during this three year stretch from 06 to 08. He wins a Cy Young in 06. Then in 2007, they make a pretty magical run and Brandon Webb is even better. Arguably the best season of his career, 18 and 10 with 301 ERA led the league in innings pitch with 236 finished second in the Cy Young voting that season. So he was having a, a pretty cool, pretty magical run in 2007. Even at one point, he had a, a streak of 42 consecutive scoreless innings. And that's just something that you don't see a lot in baseball by your starting pitcher. That is tough to do. 42 consecutive innings. You could, if you do six innings, a start that that's seven starts right there of going at least six innings without allowing a run and that's pretty amazing when you really think about it that's just so tough to do but Brandon Webb was doing it and he was arguably the best pitcher during this three-year stretch he was definitely the ace of the D-back staff 
and one of the and one of the most respected pitchers in baseball, especially when he had that singer going. It was highly regarded as the best singer in baseball. Webb's Webb was by far the team's best player and was loved by Phoenix fans because he had not only a performance, uh, he was not only performing on the field, but being a small town guy really helped his overall likability with the team and the fans. But in 2008, it was uh, it went to another level. He had a torrid start to start the season, which was, you could even make the case, this was his best season ever. He went 22-7, and seven, a 3.3 ERA, and he won, uh, he finished second. He didn't win the Cy Young. He finished second behind Tim Lincecum, but 22 wins. You think he would have, you think he would have won the Cy Young. Not many guys with 22 wins don't win it. I mean, we saw Rick Porcello win it with 20-plus wins, and he definitely didn't seem like a guy that deserved to win the Cy Young, but... Brandon Webb didn't get uh, the Cy Young this year, but we thought he was going to get in a con- uh, a contract extension after this three magical runs, uh, three seasons we had a magical run, but it didn't happen. It didn't come for Brandon Webb. We heard some talks of a framework of a deal reportedly around three years, $54 million for Brandon Webb, which at the time was pretty nice money. It would pay him nearly $20 million uh, a season over three years for a starting pitcher, that's pretty good. But uh, he didn't get the contract extension. It was tabled for reasons unknown. Even Dan Heron, who's his teammate who was in contract negotiations, at the same time got his contract extension before Brandon Webb, who we all know was the best player. Not the, not just the best pitcher for the D-backs, but just the best player overall. But somehow Heron was able to get his contract extension first without being the best definitive guy on the team. I think we all knew Brandon Webb was the better guy out of him and uh, Dan Heron, but somehow Dan Heron was able to get the contract extension first, and it seemed odd at the time, but it ended up being the right move. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order food from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates it. Let me tell you guys about Built Bars because it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, which is perfect for me because I try to be a health-conscious guy 
but I still like to get my junk food in. And Bill Bars have been a great uh, swapping in for the candy. It's been great to use my Bill Bars in replacement of candy because they are healthy. They are actually protein bars, but they just taste like candy. And they come in 16 amazing flavors, 8 with chocolate and nuts, and 8 with chocolate, but no nuts. In case you have allergies, all bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they're easy to chew. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So it's perfect for someone who wants to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. There was a lot of red flags with uh, Brandon Webb's shoulder and his arm, and so his contract couldn't be insured by the team. So they just so the D-backs decided to table discussions and wait a, a little bit longer till they knew he was going to be fully healthy and not going to be any issues. Because during this time, there was no issues with Brandon Webb. There was nothing to give you pause as to why he didn't deserve the contract extension. He passed the physical, but. There was enough red flags still to to make you have pause, I guess, when it came to Brandon Webb. So the D-backs decided to table the talks with Brandon Webb. And it, it happened to be the right move because when you move ahead to the 2009 season, Brandon Webb was only able to go four innings before he had to leave the game with a, with a little shoulder tightness. That would be the last time we ever saw a Brandon Webb he tried to come back after that. We saw him go five months of saying he didn't need surgery. They were just pushing him back, seeing if time would heal it. And then they finally, after months of speculation and just waiting around and just wasting time, he finally decided to get the surgery. And that would be pretty much the end of Brandon Webb's career. He he would be healthy after the surgery. The surgery was successful. But he always said he felt uncomfortable. He never felt right going back out there on the mound. He was fighting his mechanics a lot. And we just never were able to see Brandon Webb again. Or just one of those things where he came out the game one time. We didn't think it was going to be anything too serious. He went on the DL after he left the game. We're a little shoulder bursitis. We thought we were going to be able to see him again down the road. We said maybe in another start. We maybe said in a few weeks and turned into a few months. Then turned into surgery. Then turned, hey, let's pick up his option. He should be ready for the start of the season. You know, uh, maybe mid-season. And then he's not going to play the season at all. There were just so many things that happened to Brandon Webb when we thought he was going to be a guy that could come back, hopefully, after just leaving the game on just a random, after leaving the game on a random day when we thought nothing of it, we never would have assumed that would have been the last time we saw Brandon Webb. But it was uh, as quickly as he rose to being an ace, is as quickly as it all ended. He made his debut in 2003, and by 09, Brandon Webb was out the league. He's made just Four innings pitch in the 09 season, giving up six earned runs. And that'll be the last time we ever saw 
of Brandon Webb, and it just makes you wonder, what if, what could have been if Brandon Webb stuck around? How good could that Diamondbacks team have been? Brandon Webb was just such a good pitcher. He was entering his early 30s, and he had the career trajectory of some all-time pitchers at the same time. He was on the same trajectory as Roy Oswald, uh, Carlos Zambrano, even uh, Roy Holiday, you can make the case for. He was on the same trajectory, uh, trajectory as as well. We know how well Roy Holiday's career went and how good he, uh, of a pitcher he was. And Brandon Webb was right there with all of those guys. He he could have been a multi-time All-Star. He could have maybe added another Cy Young Award to his resume. I mean, he was only 30 years old. It looked like he had at least another five, six, seven years left in him at some high-quality baseball, but we never got to saw the end of it. That 9 season had uh, a 21-year-old Justin Upton. You had a Ger uh, Gerardo Parra at 22 years old. You had some real studs on this team, and it makes you uh, wonder what, what could have been. Uh, what what, what could have been of this D-back squad a little bit further down the line if, if you had a Brandon Webb on that team? What would have looked like if you had a Brandon Webb and a Paul Goldschmidt on the same team? I think I said Goldschmidt was on the team in 07. That's just false. I don't know why I said that. Goldschmidt didn't come on the D-backs team until 2011. But I think, of course, Brandon Webb would have still been on this team. He would have been around 32 years old when Paul Goldschmidt came in. By 2012, Goldschmidt was already establishing himself as one of the best first basemen in baseball. And it makes you wonder what, what that team could have been with an Upton on there, with a Paul Goldschmidt, a Brandon Webb. He had some real uh, key pieces on this D-backs team. You know, 2011, this D-backs team made the playoffs, but they lost in the NLDS. What if Brandon Webb was on that team? What, what would have happened to that 2011 team? You had Daniel Hudson, who was a stud. You had Ian Kennedy, who was arguably the, the best pitcher in baseball that season, you could definitely make the argument. I mean, he won 21 games. He finished fourth in Cy Young voting, and he was definitely a stud. So maybe Brandon Webb is the number two pitcher on that staff. Maybe the number three. You had a Joe Saunders who pitched well, a Josh Colmenter. So I, I can only imagine what a Brandon Webb would also look on that 2011 team. And who knows how many more times the D-backs would have made the playoffs knowing you had a, a, a ace like a Cy Young-like pitcher in Brandon Webb still on your staff and what kind of moves the the d-backs would have made after that knowing they had a guy like that to build around so brandon webb is just one of those guys where i just say what if what what could what a career could he have made or continued to have made because his career was already at a point where he was regarded as one of the best pitchers in baseball during that three-year stretch it makes you wonder if he could have been a Hall of Famer. He could have gone down as one of the best pitchers ever. Maybe the best pitcher in D-backs history after a Randy Johnson and a Kurt Schilling. So it makes you wonder what, what really could have been with Brandon Webb. How high could the D-backs franchise have gone? Maybe went to another, another NLCS, another championship series. Maybe they make it to another World Series. You never know. They had some really great pitching staffs and lineups during some uh during some uh mid 2010 seasons but could never get over the hump because they were always missing uh another power guy or another elite arm and Brandon Webb could definitely filled up some holes and and uh, filled up some gaps for this team so I really wish Brandon Webb was able to stick around longer and really make his mark on the D-backs team uh for 
a, a longer period of time than he did. And he was just one of those guys, I think, was taken away from us too soon. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone is staying inside and staying healthy and staying safe. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first Built Bar order because they are phenomenal, they are delicious, and they are tasty. I just need uh, everyone to tune back in tomorrow for the final pod of the week. We'll do another what-if scenario tomorrow. And you're going to want to tune in to find out who it is on or what aspect of the D-backs team it is on tomorrow. Stay safe, everyone. Peace!